If you're the kind of dad who likes to belt out, we are the world, but you have to pull over for the Steve Perry from Journey segment, then this is the podcast for you. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. It's true, you make a better day, Coach Randy. <laughs> we are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D, the fastest growing dad themed podcast in all of humanity. And of course, we're celebrating suburban dad life and every habitat in between throughout the land, along with Coach Randy. My name is Adam D. You, the listener, welcome to our fifth episode of season four and coach it's good to see you. i have to say looking back on all the episodes we've done thus far the word that comes to mind is education educating the listener on different topics that we think can help them navigate this crazy world that we live in today is no different well the pure mention of steve perry and journey brings you back to the days that i really really miss i don't think i'm gonna go back to them again but steve journey steve uh, steve perry and journey uh, open arms. I fell in Ooh. love uh, for the first time. Her name is Andy Mittman. And, and Andy, this is a woman named Andy. Yes. Okay, just yes. Yeah, putting it out there. Now, and it was uh, in camp 1982. Wow. To wow. open arms. Yeah. It's funny you say. I think that was our prom song. Was or it? maybe it was my brother's prom song. Yeah. Yeah. Just goes to show you how ubiquitous, in a good way, Journey was. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, and Steve Perry is what made the story Journey. So I love. Uh, I love I love Journey. Can't go wrong can, with Journey. Can you name five other singers from We Are the World? Uh, there's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, got a lot of play. In uh, we Are the World. Uh, and uh, there was uh, um, Stevie Wonder. Yes, he was in there. Of course, Michael Jackson. Uh, you got, <laughs> I think people were jealous. He got most of the of yeah. the lines. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Quincy Jones is the one who uh, produced put it. Put it all together. Uh, Cindy Lauper. Yes. Right. There's uh-huh. a there's a few. There were, they actually did a remake of it. Um, uh, just a few years ago, but uh, the original For part, Haiti, right? yeah, mm-hmm. we would uh, you know differ up, you know, divvy up the parts, and each one had their own. And um, I, I know people I can call my college from New Jersey always fought for the Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he got a few lines. Yeah. so I can't say he was underrepresented. <laughs> Billy Joel was in there for a cameo. Yes. Go on YouTube, check out "We Are the World," get nostalgic. No, who was uh, Steve Perry? Was uh, great. Bob Dylan, Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan, Willie Nelson, yes. Dion Warwick. Yes. A cavalcade of, of musical stuff. I don't think Madonna was doing it, though. I don't re- recall seeing her. Don't know. Don't don't remember. You would think that, you know, Madonna, who was probably the biggest She was a big one, but she was also kind of uh, on the fringe pushing. A little controversial. A little controversial. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, given the fact that, you know, Michael Jackson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what we know now. What we know now. Well, but, uh, Madonna was the material girl. And, of course... That was USA for Africa, where they were raising money and awareness for mm-hmm. feeding people in Ethiopia. Yeah. We're not talking about Ethiopia no, today. No, we're not. With our guest, Evan Robbins, we are talking about breaking the chain through education, and that is a foundation that hopes and helps to end child mm-hmm. slavery mm-hmm. through education. So we're going to learn a little bit about this foundation that was started mm-hmm. by a social studies teacher right here in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Evan Robbins is coming up. Yeah, you know, I see what you did there. I see what you did. Very clever. Well, I don't know. What if, did I do? What are you well, accusing me of? Coach? I'm not accusing. I I don't know if the the listener realized the the intro with "We Are the World" to mm-hmm. our conversation with singers 
to the direct link to Ghana. I, I give you mad props on that. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you t two claps right here. Two oh, claps. Wow. It's a two clap morning. It's a two clap yeah. morning. Well, it's, it's interesting. So if you know your Africa geography, yes. which you, you probably don't, <laughs> Ethiopia. <laughs> East Africa, Ghana, mm -hmm. I believe West Africa, but yeah. well, we're gonna fact check. We're gonna fact, fact check. checking is big it's these days. Fact checking is very. You know big who right gets it. her facts right all uh, the time, God, every let time? Think, let me think. Let me guess. Would it? Could it be? Is it? Becky Berman. It's always Becky Berman. Uh, Becky Berman is spot on bullseye every yeah. time when it comes to graphic design, yes. web design, and marketing. If you want to find out more about Becky Berman and Berman Branding, Coach, what do you do? You just go to BermanCS.com. BermanCS.com for all your graphic and website digital design needs. And she's done the same for us. She designed the Bone Daddy logo, which you see on our social media, our T-shirts, our keychains. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a first shout-out to Bone Daddy I think we've had. Shame on us. Yeah. We usually promote Bone Daddy here in the den. So uh, good thing. Yeah, this is this is what she did for me with my uh, my new marketing now, piece. Coach Randy is handing me a, I guess it's a, I thought it was a postcard, but it's a, it's I a guess picture a photograph of, of, of different brands, yeah, different logos uh -huh. for the Coach Randy says rebranding campaign yep. this is remarkable yeah look at the variety she's yep. giving you right different color schemes yep this, different is, ways. this is almost like you know seeing the logo of a sports team yeah well that's part of what is yeah so remarkable work again if you want to find her it's bermancs.com on the web and her social media handles are pretty much all berman branding mm -hmm. at berman branding yeah. we're on social media we are at bad to the dad that is the handle for most of our social media platforms that includes Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Doing a lot of posting on LinkedIn, Coach. Yeah, on and I've noticed we're getting, we're getting a little movement on LinkedIn. Uh -huh. I'm getting some connections. Um, yeah. Our numbers are up. Our numbers are back up. Yep. After what looked like was a low week for some reason, people must have more time on their hands or they're back in the car driving to work. I, th I just blame Yom Kippur. You know, a lot of our listeners were celebrating, they were observing, they just weren't turning on the yes. podcast. And then all of a sudden, yes. at sundown, yes. our numbers spiked. Just spiked. Uh, clearly... Uh, a go-to uh, podcast for the immediate release of all those uh, repentance for the sins. You want to atone? You got to atone. You atone Yom Kippur. Absolutely. You want to start it back up again? You go right back. You, you go right to bad to the you dad. You to go bad to Very the dad. Very nice. And of course, our website is www.badtothedad.com. Coach? Adam D. I think that this episode could be sponsored by two letters, the word D and C. Yes. The D word and the C word. I could probably just say the words and we could move on to the Evan Robbins interview, but mm -hmm. I think it's worthy of some discussion. Yes. The D word, of course, is debate. Yes. The C word, of course, is Corona, which now our <laughs> commander-in-chief has. Um, I, I tell you what, you know, I, I didn't watch Saturday Night Live last night, but I really felt like I should have. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I feel like I'm watching one of these, like, Netflix parodies uh, of real life, but the parody is the parody in and of uh, itself. It is, uh, you know, we're, we're not a political show. We, we are not. We don't talk about politics because no. we know we have listeners on all sides. And we respect that. Yeah, in all places and just because dads are dads. And that's why I want to talk about this debate. Yeah. I want to come at it from the dad vantage point because yes. we watched the debate. Yes. Our kids were there. Yeah, we watched too. You know, like your kids, my yeah. kids are, are finally of the age where... They're learning about this stuff in social studies. Yeah. They're cognizant yeah. that there's an election going on, even though they're not old enough yeah, to, to vote. vote. Yes, right. I feel bad that they did not get to witness like the Bush Gore debates, the Obama 
Romney oh, something to compare it. Something to compare it to. The, compare the it. Dan Quell, remember? Yeah. But what, what was this name? What was the old guy's name? Uh, Lloyd uh, Benson. Yes. Lloyd Benson. I'm sorry, Mr. Dan Quell, but you are no. No JFK. Yeah. <laughs> but he, even that debate <laughs> yes. has some level of civility. Decorum, yes. Right? You know, the McCain-Obama debates, the Obama-Romney debates. Yeah. The... George Bush yes. and everybody he ran against yes. debates, yes. right? Remember he ran against yes. John Kerry? They were civil. They were respectful. I, I realize there's social distancing after the debate. No. It was, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Remember my wife? Remember my wife? Yes. And it was like, all right, you know, we get it. You yeah. know, politicians are often scumbags. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> wait, wait, but, wait, wait. But, you know, they're going to, you know, put the gloves and, back and on. The, and, and here's and, the humor side of it. You know, yeah. four years ago in a debate... They were asked at the very beginning to find something nice to say about the opposer, mm -hmm. right? They were forced to say, what is one thing you'd say nice about him? Yeah. What is one thing you say about her? So it was like, it is, it was like the, uh, it's it's like, you know, you see a movie and then you have the follow-up, you know, part two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, as a dad, you know, it's teachable moments, I guess, but it's hard to teach when uh, your own kids say they act like they're in you know, like grade school petulant children. <laughs> so funny funny memes, funny yes. Facebook posts about Chris Wallace, who's yes. a guy I really oh feel bad God. for. Everyone's he's, like, Chris Wallace did a bad job. Yes. But you know what? He's the tragic. I thought, really thought he did the best yes. he could, given the well, players that were involved. Well, think about it. As a dad, how many times have you sat through a uh, conversation, something breaks up between your kids, yeah. and you're trying to negotiate here a who said, who did story with each of your kids coming at you, saying, no, you did this, no, you did that, and you're trying to get an Edward say, hold on. you know. But as a parent, you can say, all right, whoosh, blow your whistle, whatever it is, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go to your room, you're going to go to your room, give yourself a second to cool down, you know, that's, uh, and then you come back and have a solo conversation. But I think as a yeah. dad, as a parent, or, or, you, or you get home and you can see the fight between their, their, their mom or your spouse, right, and the kids. And you kind of walk into this whole big, big mess. Jim Brewer has a great bit that he does. Yeah. Uh, as a dad, when you kind of come in like, what did I just step into? <laughs> so, so Chris Wallace. I'm going to go back out. I'm going to come back in again. Yes, everyone's going to calm down. Yeah, so Chris Wallace, he didn't step in it. He swam through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty toxic. Uh, there was a there was a really funny post that uh, one of my Facebook friends said that uh, it was something to the tune of Chris Wallace just proves the point that kindergarten teachers aren't paid. Enough. Yeah, exactly. And she goes, "My no, Jesse used to be a kindergarten yeah. teacher, and she said a kindergarten teacher would have had that thing resolved in exactly two minutes." <laughs> so let's Not have a kindergarten teacher moderate. <laughs> now, now I understand that the moderator will have the. Power, power to turn the debater's the mics off. Yes. The candidate's mics off. <laughs> Can you imagine being a moderator and your job is to sit and moderate? You know, and, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and now you have the power. Yeah. Right. Well, as I tell my kids, I'm on Zoom too yeah, much now. Yeah. I tell my kids, I'm muting your line. Exactly. Done. I'm uh, metaphorically <laughs> muting your line, which means I'm not listening. Yes. Stop talking. You know, it used to be a, a saying, I don't know how long ago, it was like, just talk to the hand. I'm not listening, remember? <laughs> Talk to the palm, because yes. I'm the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it's been an interesting week. I, I did watch Saturday Night Live, and I'm sure you're going to have people come out on mm -hmm. uh, their different uh, opinions. Um, I wanted to watch to see, because I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was playing Joe Biden. Yep. And he is such a talented comedian about what he takes on their performers. So, forgetting about, you know, all the other stuff. Uh, and, of course, you have uh, Alec Baldwin doing... Uh, 
the president. She uh -huh. does a really, really good job at it. Um, but Jim Carrey, you know, he used to have a really big beard. He shaved for it. Uh huh. Uh, he there were so many times spot on Joe Biden. I mean, just the way he looked. Well, the, so. yeah, I was going to say the facial features, yes. right? And you saw how Biden was laughing. Yes, right. Yes. Like, look at this clown. Yes. He said he said you're a clown. Yes. So, so I watch it for that particular entertainment purpose, and uh, uh, for some, I'm sure it was below the belt and disgrace, and how dare you? For others, they probably found it very funny and uh, and then clever. So, so you know, I have uh, friends in in other countries from from my travels. I'm not yes. saying that to be pretentious, but no, no, but, but pretend but away. I am gonna I'm gonna pretend because if that's a verb, but if it's not, hey, coin it, trademark Ding. it, a dollar anytime somebody says Ding, it. TM. Uh, Adam D is pretending. Mm -hmm. um, about an hour after the after the debates, yeah. after we watched how CNN yes. was post gaming it, how yeah. um, of course Fox News course. was post gaming yeah. it, and then NBC. That's right. You 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 posted on Facebook. Yeah, you got to go to other check countries. out the foreign outlets. Yes, so yes. you know CBC, BBC, Australia, mm -hmm. Germany. Mm -hmm. I had a friend in France that mm -hmm. came back and said, you know, they're really dissecting this thing like it's a circus. <laughs> and I said, I'm so glad that we can continue to provide entertainment. <laughs> You know, first it's American football, yes. and then it's Netflix, and now we've get, we're giving you the debate. So yes. if we're giving the world anything, yes. we're giving them something to talk about. Some it's fodder. not going to be a boring election. No, no. Sure. And uh, I think circus workers actually came out and said, wait a second. <laughs> we just don't, do, not, do not stoop to circus <laughs> stop, level. Stop stealing our material. <laughs> yes, this is, this is not a circus. Trust me. We're much more professional than yeah. circus. We have, you know, so... And now we just <laughs> need both candidates to come out in, in cars and 50 people to, to yeah, jump out. Yeah, so um, it has been an interesting week. And uh, yeah. um, we have a great show, a great episode. But you had outside of watching debate, which is a very short period of, as of our dadding, how was your week with your kids? Mine was really good. Mine was, was really good, too. I think we're uh, really starting to see... That the school year, which is virtual in our district, yes, yes, is really starting to take steam because there's more homework now. Okay, we love homework. So we love homework because it keeps the kids busier. Yes, it right? keeps it busier. So, uh, roughly around noon, the school sessions end, yep. and then there's a homework period. Yes. So now we're starting to see a little bit more homework. The only downside of that is now uh, I have to take part in the 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 homework discussion. And now you're uh, now what? Uh, I'm just curious to know. What math is Perry taking? <laughs> it's uh, it's some form of algebra, but yeah. but I don't worry about that because yeah. Michelle, okay. my beautiful wife, yeah, so she's the one there to she's tutor. she's STEM, okay, she's math, she's science, gotcha. she she's all that, she's gotcha. putting things together. Yes, I am foreign languages, yes. I am social studies, and I am English. I got you. So that's uh, good. Yeah, that's that's my wheelhouse, and uh, I ask the kids every day when they emerge yes. from their yes. their little cubbies, their little yes. offices. What did you learn today, and and how can I help? Yes, that's and, good. Yeah, uh, see, in our house, uh, as you know, Jessa is a teacher, mm. and so because of that, my kids say, "Well, I'm going to go to mom." I'm like, "But for maybe everything, I can, right? Yeah, maybe I can help." Look she goes, you. "No, mom's a teacher," mm -hmm. and I'm like, "But I'm a professor." Yeah. She goes, "No, but mom's a real teacher." <laughs> She doesn't just stand up there exactly. and blow hard exactly. for forty five minutes every exactly. day. You know, she's getting down in the she, weeds. She gets down in the weeds, and so there's dittos. Remember dittos? She's yeah, passing out yeah. dittos. She's passing out dittos, <laughs> and so I do feel badly that uh, not only does she have to, you know, do her thing at, at school, but she's the go to. Even though I'm somewhat capable, I'm, the math is starting to get a little more challenging. Uh -huh. But uh, in my house, because I'm a professor, I'm not a real teacher, so uh, it all goes to my Jessa. <laughs> But you don't believe in the in the term "those who can't teach, those who can't become professors." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it 
become gym teachers, right? Yeah, no, uh, no, professors. And I, uh, that's you know, it's been an interesting piece as well. But no, in my in my family, I am pretty much discredited for everything I'm doing. It's uh, just like you always say, mom is the most important job in the world. And yeah. now, so you got momming, you've got this all this extra homework. Uh, but it's really funny, my kids. They actually they're very good. I mean, we're told by the teachers the first on ask questions. So we're blessed with their effort in remote school. But you know, for us, it's been a week full of softball. Yeah, more more softball stories. Well, this is this is what we're going to be talking about yes. probably through November, right? Yes, it's okay. And it, the stories in softball don't disappoint, Adam D. They just don't disappoint. No, but you know why? Because it's sort of a microcosm of yes. what's going on in the world, and it seems like. Every week we're talking about masks again. We're talking about people's political viewpoints <laughs> is, on the mask. It is. It really is and remarkable. It's an impingement upon their civil rights. You know, and uh, I am very proud of our town. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going over the top. I I do think I I obsess over this now. I'm. You know me. I've always kind of been the. Uh, the emotionally kind of... Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You, you, you take know my stand feelings, and yes. you don't waver from it. Right? You know my, my feelings on my mm-hmm. sleeve. You, you just do. And so I, I do. I, I'm very concerned about the health and safety. And I take this thing very seriously. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I have uh, a number of friends who've gotten sick. Uh, we know I went through a half dozen people who I know I'm connected with who've died. Uh, yeah. And that is six more people than I need to be connected to over, over sickness. Uh, and here I have these girls. I have... Uh, these ball players, the 17, mm-hmm. 12, you, and then, uh, and it's really, uh, it's it's frightening out there, and so I obsess. You know, I am so glad that you're a champion of the masks. Yes. Uh, not just because you want to make sure COVID gets flattened before there's a vaccine. Well, and I got to tell you, there's nothing worse. Like, I had a double header on Friday night, two games, in yeah. the same mask. You can imagine what it's like. So I had to put like three or four pieces of gum in the mask because yep. <laughs> it's, just, it's just sweat, just sweat. Well, I, I had heard something on the radio yes. on the way here. You yes. know, I get most of my knowledge in the five-minute drive from my house to the den. On uh, uh, WFAN, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was WFAN. Maybe yeah. it was 1010 Wins. You yeah. can give us 22 minutes. Yeah. We give we, you the world. We will give you the that, Yeah. That's, see, we need a tag leg like, like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we kind of have that for Bad to the Dad. Celebrating Some, Suburban Dad Life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, yeah. if the listeners have something better, please, please. send it in. It's contact us at badtothedad.com. Contact us at badtothedad.com. But I heard, and, and again, it's only early October, right? If you're listening to this, it's mm-hmm. early October of 2020. Yes. Uh, there was a statistic like, we are at we are 90% better with the flu season yes. in this country because we're wearing masks yes. versus last year. Yeah. So the outbreaks are 90% less. Oh, because we're wearing masks. Because well, we're wearing masks. Well, we, so not only yeah. are we reducing... The COVID. spread of infection for COVID, we're also doing that for the flu. For other Again, sicknesses. The early frost just started. So. Well, and that's the other thing is, you know, I know that this isn't sickness. I know this is the allergies because the dust is out there, yeah. the temperature. It gets cold at night. So uh, it is, uh, we are in the change of season. And, and hey, Hogsameh, happy Sukkot. Ha- happy Sukkot. I see yeah. you, you built your temporary booth. We got I the built booth. my temporary yep. booth. No one's coming in, but... Hey, it's all symbolic. Well, well, we're we, happy we were in it last night, and we usually sit once, but I think we have some good weather. So it's very, been a good very week. Very nice weather. So th- those of you who have no idea what we're talking, we're not making up <laughs> our own language. You know, this is, uh, again, one of those unusual customs that uh, the people of the book, the Jewish people have. So you have your Rosh Hashanah, your Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. Those are like the Super Bowls and the NCAA they, tournament the World of Series, the Jewish yes, calendar, exactly. or the World Series, depending on what yep. sports you like. Yep. And then you have Sukkot, which 
I think to the mainstream world is probably mm. one of those more obscure holidays. Yes. It's a renewal celebration. Yes. It's like a harvest holiday. It's a harvest holiday. It's like a Thanksgiving. It's a Jewish Thanksgiving, so to Jewish speak. Jewish Thanksgiving. So you build a temporary booth. Yes. Why? Because Jews wander and we're yes. used to temporary we're booths. We're Bedouins. We are Bedouins. Yeah. And for a week, yes. we have this booth. We invite friends. We have meals. Yes. We sit. Uh, some prayer. Some yep. some uh, collection and connection with people. To, and to, then at to the end of that week, we we dance with our Torahs and <laughs> we start the whole year over again. And people think that we have this interesting uh, making it traditions. Up. But I do happen to say what I do love about uh, being Jewish is community, and these are the things that bring us together. And so, absolutely, just like our show, we bring a group of dads together as a dad community. We as Jews to the community. So it's been a good week. I know we have a great guest coming up. We've got Evan Robbins, again, breaking the chain through education, helping to end child slavery, building upon education in the nation of Ghana. That's coming up next on Bad to the Dad. Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, if you have a guest idea, show idea, or a question, email us at contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach, that email again? Contact us at badtothedad.com. We promise we'll respond, and if you have that question, we will announce that question and even answer it on, on the show. On the show, on the episode. We will, we will, we will bring our view, listeners in. All at the same moment. Look at that. It's a semi-interactive program. It is. Uh, Bad to the Dad. It's often interactive. Yes. We interact. And you can contact us at badtothedad.com. That's our email. Or you can DM us on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. Because yes. we're on LinkedIn now. And that's great. DM is a direct message. Yes. As yes. opposed to. A BM. Thank you for bringing the childish yes. behavior yes. onto yes. the show. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't reach our quota. And I wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't be me. Let's elevate our game with yes. our guest today, and that is Evan Robbins. He is the founder and CEO of Breaking the Chain Through Education, mm -hmm. and that's Breaking the Chain Through Education, btcte.org, btcte.org. Evan, thank you so much for agreeing to appear on Bad to the Dad. Thanks for having me. So, Evan, tell us a little bit about Breaking the Chain Through Education. What is this organization all about? So it started in 2006. My younger daughter, Maya, was six years old. She wasn't feeling so well that night. Put her back to bed. We were taking care of her. Woke up the next morning. And on the morning of November 6, uh, 2006, there was a story in the New York Times about a child slave who was six years old. He had been trafficked onto Lake Volta and sold. And I looked at the difference between my daughter's life and this boy's life and decided to bring it to my students and to discuss it with the students in touch in high school and see if we could do something about it. So that was the origins of it all. So that's right. You're a social studies teacher at Metuchen High School in central New Jersey. Now, did you typically talk about these kinds of current events in your, in your class or did this particular story just inspire you that day? Uh, no, I would bring up issues. The class it was a class called Political Institute. It's since become American Global Issues. And it was um, a class that I gave me the freedom to talk about things going on in the world. But this article definitely did. And it was the first time I asked them if they would like to take action and to try to do something about a problem. And so uh, 
you, you get this idea and you get you get empowered. What's the next step? What do you do? How do you I mean? How does it go from seeing something on TV to actual grassroots? So it goes from the newspaper to we decided to plan a walk to raise money. Well, actually, I brought in a speaker, a man by the name of Simon Deng, who was a former traffic child himself, to speak to the school. I got the PTO to pay for it. We did an assembly for the school. And we did a walk that first year and raised about $7,000 to try to stop trafficking. That year, we gave it to CARE to deal with Sudan. Uh, from there, next year, I had a couple of classes of political institutes. Would you like to do a social action project? And what would you like to work on? And they chose to work on, they wanted to do it, and they wanted to work on trafficking in Ghana. So this was 2007, 2008, and we raised around $21,000. And we hooked up with an organization called International Organization for Migration, which is now part of the United Nations. And 2010, I went there on a rescue mission, and we rescued five children. Um, so I got, kept building up and building up. Um, that year we were able to rescue five, but one child we tried rescuing, we couldn't rescue and he t stayed with us all day. And then we had to return him to slavery. Uh, Wait, so, yeah. You couldn't rescue him? Like you just. The bright, the fishermen wouldn't let him go. Like, first of all, the children are trafficked. They're, they're sold by their family because of economic, um, hardship. And he was, uh, he was the bride price for his uh, master's second wife. So there was a dowry that wasn't paid and he was the payment. So they wouldn't let him go. A year later, we got him rescued. Wow. So the good guys don't always win. And there's a whole heck of a lot of negotiation that goes on with the local people. That, that must be frustrating at times, no? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. How, it's a long story. And, you know, this has been a lot of years. Yeah. But a couple of years ago, I decided to make a change and opened up my own office in Ghana, hired my own staff, hmm. um, and to take care of the kids long term. So we take care of them after they've been rescued and rehabilitated to help them be successful and have a future. So we're caring for 100 children who were formerly trafficked and helping them with whatever direction they would like to go uh, to be successfully independent adults. So I have to imagine that costs a lot of money to do something like that. Yes. That's what I spend a lot of time raising money on. Yes. So, I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you find the funds for that? Where do you get the money for that? Well, pre COVID I ran a lot of events. Okay. Um, we were supposed to have a dinner in May. Obviously mm -hmm. that didn't happen. Uh, we're right now we're organizing a virtual 5k. Okay. Find that information about it on our website. What's it called? It's the Sam List uh, 5K. Okay. Sam List is a former student of mine who worked with me and tragically died of cancer. Okay. And I named this after him. Um, then there was, uh, we have, we're doing a comedy night in November. Hey, <laughs> I have, a, have you ever thought about using Adam D as your MC for that night? He, he, he probably a, has real comedians. He has real hired. talent. I got this, this gentleman has a budding talent. So, Career. I mean, he is going to forget everything else. He's going to be on the cast of Saturday Night Live someday. This guy's so funny. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Probably also be living on my parents' couch, too, if that's the Given case. the fact that you have such connections and you have such incredible ingenuity in terms of what you've done for, for Ghana and uh, traffic slavery, I would love to see you do for that for Adam D. And you could be the one who uh, 
launches Adam D's. Evan, you don't have to take the bait. We're going to make this more about you than trying to launch Adam D's comedy career. So feel feel free to to kick that one down down the road if you want. You know, once I finish caring for the 100 children in Ghana, I'll, I'll, I'll look on to try and help Adam's comedy. He'll be a talent agent. All right, yeah. so he's got, you've got priorities. But uh, you, you had mentioned something interesting. So you talked about Sam Liz, who unfortunately passed away of cancer. Your students have really taken this, this cause on as passionately as you have. They, they have become staff members, right, of, of your organization, breaking the chain through education? Yeah, I mean, again, pre-COVID, I had clubs in every building in my district. I worked with the elementary kids. They would do fundraisers, and we'd t- educate them about what's going on, middle school and the high school. It's been a little harder to do it now with the younger kids, but the high school students are great planning a movie night at the high school um and i actually am also working with former students who are now young professionals in new york city who are in their uh 27 to 30 years of age hmm. and they did it when they were with high school and now we're still staying in touch and they're working with me and we're that's a network of uh money that will uh pay back very well in the long run yeah it's great and it's just kind of fun to see them now as as adults when i saw them as teenagers yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that anybody who's looking to start a nonprofit, especially one that has such such global impact, mm-hmm. is is listening. Yes. Because this is how you do it. You start it as a grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. You get people passionate mm-hmm. about the cause. You get them working, and they stay with you. And next thing you know, the the whole cause snowballs, mm-hmm. and uh, you do you can do immense work. And then you know, I, I know that Evan, a lot of your former students who are still involved, they're in they're in, you know, pretty powerful positions, right? They're lawyers and they're also teachers and they're on Wall Street. And- yeah, they're, they're definitely several in, in, on Wall Street, uh, some bankers, some in fashion. Actually, they came up with our next idea that we have, which is we're going to import masks that my um, beneficiaries in Ghana are studying to be tailors are making for us. So they're going to make okay. masks in Ghana. They're going to ship them here. We're going to sell them. And that's going to happen in the next week or two. One second. I want to transition uh, in a second about yeah. you being dad, because I have no idea how you time to be a dad in all this. Uh, but we have someone in town in West Orange, Baba, our mail carrier. He's uh, my you know Baba? Emmanuel Anim Saki and I yeah. are buddies. Yeah. yeah. We help each other out all the time. I'd imagine the two of you, because he is often collecting all of this. These, I've, I've been to his village yeah. uh, in Ghana. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Uh, yeah. We're friends. And uh, yeah. And whenever I have dinners and stuff, he's spoken at my dinners. I've helped him at his stuff. Yeah, we love and, Baba. You know, we always help each other out when we can. That's nice. So uh, so here comes. You've got uh, two full-time jobs. I mean, I, you're a teacher. You work uh, work very hard, especially... Harder than ever now. Uh, now, it's, you have like three full-time jobs. Uh, you have the nonprofit. How do you dad? Where do you, have, where do you find time for dadding? Uh, well, I've, I've gotten my children involved in this. They've been to Ghana with me a few times, each of them. Um, I mean, this is also dad, well, a couple of things. One dad is also showing your children an example of what you, know, you could do and mm-hmm. how you can make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And they're very proud of that. They're involved in it. They worked with me. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're my children. They're always my priority. So mm-hmm. I'm always you know, whatever they need. It's the same idea behind Ghana is the same idea uh, behind my children. Mm-hmm. I help them to be as successful in what they want to do. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do with my own kids home and my kids in Africa. Mm-hmm. So, so to that point, Evan, you know, we live in suburban New Jersey. We've got all the creature comforts at our fingertips. And then you go to Ghana, right? Which does not have all the creature comforts at their fingertips. What did your daughters think the first time that they went? Was it like a whole mind blow for them? Uh, when they were youngest, like Maya was like, feel like, like she was playing house. She'd find a little baby, play with her, you know, like, you know, it was like playing house. Maya then, she actually is queen mother of the village in Africa. Uh, it was her bat mitzvah project. And then the village made her queen mother and had a whole ceremony, named her Mama Twakata. She was a development queen for the village. Um, Ariana, and, you know, they both come. They, they, it's, they, we had so much fun um, playing games with the guys there. Now they're, you know, a different age. So Ariana's 24, Maya's 20 when we come now. They were out there dancing with them and hanging out. And uh, we've seen these kids grow up, some of them for, you know, 10 years. So they've known each other. I get calls all the time. Daddy, how are you from Africa? Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the messages on the Facebook I put up was from Salome, you know, just thanking me and when I put up your post about this uh, podcast. Oh, and- no. I, I have to tell you, Evan, <laughs> since I posted all those advertisements, right, the previews yeah. of you being on, I have been getting all of these Facebook messenger messages mm-hmm. from people in Ghana. And um, at first I was a little freaked out because <laughs> I would just get these messages that say, hello, hi. And I'd be like, hello, question mark. And they're like, yes, I saw you posted a big show about, you know, my friend Evan Robbins. Thank you for promoting. And I'm like, ah, okay. So it's a connection to Evan. And then I did a little research on the people that were, that were texting me to make sure it was legit and that I was not going to be forking over (laughs) $200,000 to a prince from Ghana who is going to launder that money. So he he can buy a house, you know, the old email scheme. So I think um, it was from Nigeria, not Ghana. (laughs) <laughs> Either way, Evan, you've got quite a following, and clearly you've, you've made a difference through this, this organization. No, it's been, it's been an amazing experience, and you now when I go over there, I get to, I've been there 10 times, and I see these children that I've seen grow up, and they you know, jump in my arms, they call me daddy. It's pretty, it's oh. pretty amazing. I feel very fortunate. You have uh, not just your own biological children, but you've uh, uh, pretty much adopted. Uh, actually, that's, uh, that's Bob is Adopt-A-Village, right? Um, sure. Adopted. You're going to love this story. So I built a school for a village in Abati Tornio. It's a six-room school. And they wanted me to add a few more classes. But I'm really now concentrating on long-term care of the kids. So I'm talking to the village. We're having a whole ceremony. And they were trying to get me to build another building. And I said to them, you know, uh, my focus is in rescue right now. I have 100, you know, I have 100 children in Ghana. And they all started applauding and cheering. Because uh, they took it that I had fathered a hundred of children, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did, no, no, no. We yeah. <laughs> bow to no great dad. Yeah. <laughs> then you go from king to god, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. We definitely needed some corrections. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what I'm finding interesting is, you know, what I know about the geopolitical situation in Africa is is not much. Yeah. But I've always thought that Ghana was one of these more democratically embracing countries in Africa, not like Somalia, Sudan, even one of the more obscure dictatorships like Chad, you know, the nation of Chad. I thought we always had pretty good relations with Ghana. I thought they had very 
Western sensibilities. So it was, you know, I was surprised to hear this. Well, first of all, trafficking is in every country in the world. Mm -hmm. There's more people trafficked in the world today than ever before. Something like 36 million people are trafficked. Uh, second, we have a problem with the disparity of income in this country. Multiply that in Ghana. Mm -hmm. and, and poor is really poor. Uh, there's no running water, um, maybe some electricity, but that's basically a charge your phone. So the, so the level of poverty is much higher and, mm -hmm. or lower, I guess. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just, it's a symbol, it's, a, it's, a, it's just something of poverty more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is uh, certainly interesting. And uh, of course, uh, we love enlightening our, our listeners to uh, something like this. Uh, real quickly, if you could just give us the... Uh, uh, the website as we're talking. Actually, do you want to promote real quickly the, the 5K, both those, we're going to go on to our next section sure, of sure. Uh, Bad to the Dead. Uh, BTCTE.org. And on it, go to events. You'll see the Sam list. And pretty soon, you'll see our comedy night as well. Very nice. And uh, one thing that uh, we always get, and I think you, you made reference to it in our pre-conversation pre, uh, pre as we were prepping you, uh, is dad advice right? Uh, advice for dads. Uh, we're curious to see what you have, right? What are you going to sling on us in terms of dad advice uh, at this moment? Uh, I don't know, just be, support your children, whatever they want to do and help them be successful and be happy. Keep mm -hmm. it simple. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's keeping it simple. And, and, uh, you know, and the idea of getting them more socially active, I mean, you, you've done that through action. You didn't just say, Hey, go, visit this website or go read this article, you know, you're, you're living it in your house. So. Yeah. Uh, people want to help. They just need an avenue to show them how to help. Excellent. Really impressive stuff. Evan Robbins has been our guest. He of course is the founder and CEO of breaking the chain through education, stopping child trafficking, child slavery in Ghana through education and through all of these philanthropic capital projects. Uh, Evan, thanks for being an inspiration and thanks so much for being a guest on Bad to the Dad. Again, btcte.org. That's btcte.org. Get information about the 5K and the comedy show. Also information about how you can donate to the cause. Uh, remarkable stuff. Evan, thank you again for being on Bad to the Dad. Thank you for having me. Take care, guys. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We're Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Again, social media, our handle is at Bad to the Dad for most or all platforms, Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course our website is badtothedad.com where you can gather information about guests, past, present, and future. Really want to thank our guest, Evan Robbins, the founder and CEO of Breaking the Chain Through Education, doing some really wonderful work in trying to halt child trafficking and child crazy, slavery. Crazy, crazy. Education and projects in, in Ghana. So yeah, 36 million. Yeah. 36 million. I just, uh, I, I teach, uh, you know, sociology. We're talking about the, the child yeah. slavery, right? Yeah. The, the child 36. migration illegally. And uh, I always talk, you know, does slavery still exist and everything else? Yeah. No, no, no. And the, to hear stories, this is going to be required listening. Um, and he's right. It's happening class. in yeah. civilized Western countries. Yeah. As well, it's happening in the U.S. Yes. Right. 
you know, we, we know about, you know, we know about the sex trafficking that goes kids, on. And yeah, being Im- imported, imported to the U.S. If you know, and I, I hate to use that word because it yes. sounds like it's a product. It, but, but, that, that's, well, that's what, but that's what it that's is. What you it have is. these these cells that are bringing. Um, I know kids like young girls mm-hmm. from the former Soviet Union. Yeah. They think they're coming to the states for opportunity and for they're jobs, not. and they're essentially being whored out. Absolutely, if you'll pardon the and phrase. The uh, the 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 largest day of the year mm-hmm. where we have experienced the. Uh, um, the 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 sex trafficking industry. The biggest day of the year yeah. is Super Bowl Sunday. Doesn't surprise me. Super Bowl Sunday. That's also one of the biggest domestic violence days in yes, the country. Right. Yeah. But let, let's turn the conversation a little more positive. Yes. So it's true. <laughs> midweek, yes. I get this Facebook yes. instant message. Yes, I talked yes, about this yes, during our yes. interview with with Evan from uh, a guy named Godwin, and Godwin. he says hello, and I'm like hello, I am Godwin from Ghana. I am Godwin from Ghana. I'm like, oh, you must be friends yes. with Evan. He's yeah. like, yes. Um, you know, he's done some great work in our village mm-hmm. and, you know, looking forward to your episode. How can I download mm-hmm. it? All that good stuff. And then they're all starting to come out of the woodwork. Yes. First, it's Godwin from Ghana and then it's Good Boy from Ghana and mm-hmm. then it's Sam from Ghana. And quite quite a following. And it just goes to show you the, the power of social media. People are asking if they can be my friend, and now I'm going to respond, yes, we can be friends, friends yes. but I don't know if I can build you a school. <laughs> yes. You want a school, go talk to him. Maybe he can get you a car dealership, too, the way, know, the way he's working his magic. Up in Sukkah building, you know, he get, get oh, yeah. you know, I'm a great you know, uh, human resources, but uh, I did notice <laughs> your accent uh, when you were when you were playing out these conversations on Facebook. I think you hit it spot on in terms of your accent. During our show, so so it's funny. My wife makes fun of me. So <laughs> sometimes when we have contractors over at the house, yes, right. Uh, I'll give you an example. Yes, a couple of years ago we finished the basement. Yes, and we have this remarkable handyman named mm-hmm. Julio. Mm-hmm. Right, he almost became like a member of the family. Down at the schoolyard. <laughs> <laughs> no, down in the basement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw what you did there. Yes. So he's from Guatemala, yeah. and I would go. He didn't have a car. I'd go mm-hmm. pick him up. Yeah. In uh, in Orange. Yes. And we would talk soccer, mm-hmm. and I would try Spanish. I mm-hmm. speak a little, but not enough to yeah. have a full-on conversation. So what happens is when I would speak to him, I would speak to him in English, but with a Spanish accent, accent yes. <laughs> you know, halting yes. every syllable yes. like this. So I always say when I talk to Julio, yes. it's like if Speedy Gonzalez, <laughs> right, yes. and Pepe Le Pew <laughs> had a love child, Absolutely. it would sound like this, you know. <laughs> And Michelle would go, why are you you're doing, doing that? that? Why don't you just speak in regular American English? Because you're making a fool of yourself. Yes. I'm like, well, Julio doesn't seem to mind. So I don't know what it is. Yes. But, you know, when I talk to people from other countries yes, where yes. I don't speak the language, uh, I sort of take on a yes, terrible no, accent. I think I, a terrible no, accent no, I think it's of, a, the, of that I think, country. I honestly think it's a dad thing. I swear to you, I think it's you a do dad it too? thing. Because my kids all the time say, Dad, why when you talk when you talk about this, do you do that accent? Mm-hmm. What is what what is that accent all about? Yeah. I'm like, I, what are you talking about? This this it's just I'm just talking. Like, but yeah. why in that accent? And, and you think that the worker is going to understand it better with this crappy accent? Exactly. Not that I don't speak the language, but that I I do that. So I think it's a dad thing. So next week we can use our regular American voices exactly. because we've got a guest who is a, yes. a regular American dad. We have regular American dad Eric Sachs mm-hmm. of Sachs Orthodontics. Uh, he is. Uh, I'm I'm excited. He is a kid at heart. Brilliant business guy. Uh, we're going to talk about him and his wife, his family. Incredible dad. I don't know. He's so busy. Um, 
but I know he spends lots of time with his dad. He's the kind of dad, right? Right. If you're the kind of dad, yeah. right? He's the kind of dad that uh, goes around. He puts his his hat on backwards. He's driving a, a coach. Just put his hat on yes. backwards <laughs> to show me what that might look like. Right. It has a kick-ass car. Like drives a kick-ass. Uh, I'm not sure it's a Humvee, whatever it is. You know, he's 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 a man's man. He's a dad's dad. Super smart. Super nice. Clean cut. Uh, my kids, kids mm-hmm. have gone to him, and he walk into his uh, location, Livingston. Spectacular, genius! Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk to him about that. But he's like a little mayor, uh-huh. not little in size, but he's because he's huge, you know, in the, in his heart. Everybody just knows mm-hmm. knows him. He's like yeah. he's like going out with a movie star. Well, again, you know, we've been promoting a lot of small businesses, yeah, so yeah. even if you're starting a dental practice yeah. or, or an orthodontic practice yeah. and you're listening in Nebraska, yeah. you might get some really good tidbits yes. out of how to start a small medical business like. Eric. And he's, he's genius is what he's done. So I'm excited to have it. I, we haven't covered the topic yet, but I'm sure we'll have something clever Well, I think it. it's great that we're having uh, an orthodontist, a pediatric yeah. orthodontist uh-huh. on in a run-up to Halloween. Yes. <laughs> right. And I don't know how they're going to do Halloween in 2020, but, you know, either way, it's probably yes. good to have somebody in the in the dental business yes. on, uh, either as a warning or, you know, as a theme. I got you. I see what you did there. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah. You know, I'm always playing the angles, coach. Absolutely. Playing the angles. So that's going to be episode six. Wow, this season is just it's flat. We're almost wow. halfway there. It's on the treadmill at speed eight. Yes. Right? I can't imagine what it would be on speed 10. We're going to find out. Eric Sachs yes. next week on Bad to the Dad. Dads, have a great week. Yeah.